How's it going? I got him. Satoshi Nakamura. I just got him on the phone finally. <laughs> sneaking right? on? What's that? Just sneaking on a call here. <laughs> I know. I've been I've been trying to get you for weeks. I mean, you've been elusive. Your name has been coming up in league circles for for weeks. Six in a row. A hotbed of activity, whether it be your team's lineup, whether it be trade talks. I mean, you're just having a, a heck of a year, Protégé. What do you say for yourself? I mean, after four years here, it's finally starting to come together a little bit. It's a lot more exciting than those losing years. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was one heck of a week. I mean, last Monday I was feeling really good. And then the uh, injury bug hit me and then somehow scored a ton of points. So I'll, I'll take it, right? I'll, I'll write the and, and liking the HHL since it doesn't happen too often, so enjoying Man. it. Right? Like I said, six. Are you getting other calls? I hear some. I hear some beeps and boops on your end. Are you getting some other calls? Is Lugo calling? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Have you? Have you had any conversations, even a little bit, about the heavy hitters league with Lugo? <laughs> uh, he's actually a big fantasy football guy, uh, so we've actually talked multiple times about some fantasy football action. It'd be pretty sweet to uh, see if we can get at least him to uh, call in for draft day or something. <laughs> yeah, man, he could announce the picks. Oh, man, that'd be something. Opening ceremonies, that'd be tremendous. You'll see what we can do there. If you guys, if you and him can come in on horseback, of course, you riding behind him, arms around the waist, if you can come to the draft <laughs> like that, that would be absolutely be legendary. I mean, if it's a guaranteed first pick, I mean, I, I might have to try to pull some strings for that one. Yeah, I mean, do you want the first pick? I mean, you pick from the turn this year. You go Kelsey, Atien. I mean, Kelsey, of course, have another bang-up year with your Mahomes stack. And you got Atien, who's just like the soup, the player du jour. So, I mean, do you, do you even want an early pick? We talk about it every year. I was feeling bad for you and Johnny, but you tore up that turn. The turns turned out pretty good for me, but I, I'll take my odds of hitting a little bit better oh, up top. All right, well, hey, but whatever. Six and two, six in a row. I'd be perfectly happy with that Kelsey ATN turn. Yeah, it's, it's paying off right now. Yeah. Well, um, not only is your team, I mean, I'm looking at your team. You had Jamar Chase go out. I mean, it's, again, hotbed of activity. Debo's out. Jamar Chase is out. It doesn't matter. You got all these guys just rotating band of, of misfits. You got Keenan Allen. Deontay Foreman, Keenan Allen's banged up, but Deontay Foreman with, what, three touchdowns last week? Three TDs, coming up big. God darn, and you know, what do you think? Is he going to keep it rolling? Hubbard's supposed to be back. Is he going to, not that he's going to have three touchdowns every week, but do you think he's taking the job, or do you think he just, uh, you trying to sell him high? What are you thinking here? I'm thinking he's, he's keeping that job. I watched his little game last week. That's how bored I was watching some Panthers action there. Uh, he looked pretty good. I mean... It's back-to-back weeks when they let him be the bell cow, and he's kind of taken over and run the ball well. So I'm hoping he can uh, continue here. I'm a little scared for Tyler with uh, Algier with Patterson coming back, so that one might be a little scarier. But, no, I think Foreman might have a cusp of that job right now. Yeah, you, you mentioned the Panthers. I'll tell you what, that was a first-place game, overtime game last week. It actually was the, the actual best game to watch. It was unbelievable. Did you – if you don't want to watch and just taking that first place game. So speaking of long driving, did you happen to see that? Did you count off the steps of that PJ Walker, DJ Moore into regulation touchdown? <laughs> That's the greatest thing of all time. Dude, that I was mean, that was 70 yards in the air accurately, by the way. It was money. 
70 yards. Tossed again. <laughs> 70 yards, and it was accurate. And that was a – me and Fat Over had always go back and forth. We always sensed each other like long throws. We just like long drives. And that was a bomb. And P.G. Walker, smallish guy, not known for an arm, but that was an absolute bomb. No, it was money, as you said. I mean, he, he let it go, and it, it was pretty. So in your life, you've been around. I mean, you were at Miami. You were at the famed Rockland High. Again, just, to, you know, the talent there is just bubbling to the surface ever since 1980. In your life with all these stud athletes, long drive, D1 fast baseball players, you got professional World Series heroes, you got maybe the most famous of them all, uh, VP of Player Personnel, Al Davis. <laughs> what, what have you seen as far as someone's ability to throw a football for distance in person? Have you ever seen such a thing? What's the place you've seen someone throw football? I never, or you've not been around it. I mean, at Miami, I used to watch the practices all the time. Um, there wasn't very many quarterbacks that came back. And uh, unfortunately, during my time, it wasn't very exciting of, of players. But, uh, no, like just sitting on the football field, and, I mean, baseball guys throw it all the time, pitchers throw it, but 70 yards is pretty damn far. 70, is, that's, that's the line. 70 or more is like, that's elite right there. Yeah. I mean, you see the 50-yard all the time, like at the end of the Hail Mary, but 70 yards is an absolute bomb. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm so I haven't seen firsthand anything that far. Um, quarterback camp with Carson Palmer in high school. He, we weren't doing we didn't do like distance throws, but he probably could have thrown it close to that as a senior in high school. Um, now I got secondhand account of so I my quarterback coach in high school. His name's Kyle Grossert. You could look him up. It's spelled Grossheart. G R O S S H E R T. Cup of coffee with a few NFL teams. I think he played, definitely got preseason work. I think got some regular season work as a backup with the Packers. So before he was, uh, and he he had, a, his arm was fine. He's a big guy, but he didn't throw 80 yards. He said when he was with the Packers that James Lofton, as before the Bills, he was on the Packers. And James Lofton, by the way, a national long jump champion. For those who don't know what kind of athlete James Lofton is. He said he could throw a football 80 yards. So, yeah, non-quarterback throwing a ball 80 yards. So that's that's about the farthest. And that was probably with a 1978 waterlogged pigskin. So, I mean, that might have been, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe we could throw 90 in his prime with, with today's technology. Who knows? But um, anyway. The first fly would have been to Corey Harris at Miami. I mean, he's thrown like 50, 60 yards like pretty easily. Like, I think he, he might be able to go 65. But, yeah, watching those balls fly spiral with accuracy is a little different than just chucking it yeah it is but i mean still still fun to see a long drive i just want to see how far a guy can throw a football because dude if you've ever stood on the goal line and looked 80 yards down the field with the football and just even pictured throwing a football that far it's it's dude it's that's an absolute feat that's incredible hopefully they bring it back for the uh the good old all-star theater and pro bowl those little skills challenges you remember watching those oh i mean <laughs> jesus christ i mean me and Andy have been crying for a decade and a half about them getting that that skills challenge back. They've tried for the last few years, but it's not the same. They need to do it like they used to do it. Yeah, I don't need to see them trying to throw balls in holes with, with the cornerbacks no more. The dodgeball <laughs> thing, like, oh, it's great. They're having fun with your friends and, you know, in a, what is, uh, having a phone party with your friends. But I, mean, I want to see the old school, like, accuracy competitions, agility, foot races. I mean, I want to see all that stuff, man. 
So there's yeah, there, there's heavy talk about it now. They're talking about getting rid of the game itself and we're really focusing on the skills challenge. I was listening to Pat McAfee talk about it, so maybe we'll we'll get lucky and see that someday where guys are just throwing as far as they can. Yeah, that or season fifteen of HHL get out there in the front yard. Oh man, they for I'll tell you about year ten. There was we I we were in a heavy planning phase for making that happen. Like I had it like written down. That's how close we were to making that happen in year ten, and it fell apart. But um, I'll tell you what, if we could get. If we could get all ten guys committed to the draft, uh, we might resuscitate that. Because five years later, it's it would be even funnier. I mean, we talked about like the hamstrings, the the pectoral muscles that'll be pull, that'll torn on trying to do bench press. Like, I mean, don't count it out, protege. We might do that. I mean, with me <laughs> carrying my Achilles on a on a treadmill, I don't know if I'd be running fast. <laughs> Got guys with ice on their hamstrings on the couch doing the draft. I mean, it would be a sight. That would be a sight right there. I'm in for it. Let's go. Uh, so yeah. Oh, so just we got off on a tangent because the PJ Walker throw. Another secondhand story I got. So do you remember Kyle? You know, you're younger than me here, but do you remember Kyle Bowler? Yes. So there's a there was a rumor when he was coming out um, when the Ravens ended up drafting him that he could throw. Um, drop to his knees from the 50-yard line and throw a ball through the goalpost from the 50, which is a 60-yard-plus throw from your knees. You ever heard this legend? I'm not. That's, was that, early 2000s? Yeah, I mean, what is that, 2000? Yeah, I mean, somewhere around there, 2000, gosh, I don't know, 5, 3, 2004, 3? I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's early uh, 2006, the latest. Probably, yeah, somewhere in there. I mean, it's... Uh, 2003, 2003, there we go. I just looked it up. 2003. So that there's that legend. Now, I got another second-hand account. I got sec- I got nothing but second-hand accounts. So in the first year of the HHL, we had a one-and-done heavy hitter. His name was Cliff Roberts. Bay Area Players Baps, for short. Um, I went to school at Rockland with him. He went to Cal Berkeley and played football at Cal Berkeley as a walk-on. Okay. Was roommates with Kyle Bowler. Uh, hated him. I mean, it, mind you, you'd have to know my friend. He's one of the nicest guys. Like, I don't know him saying he hates anyone in the world except Kyle Bowler. Uh, that, I, I can't reiterate that enough. To people that know him in our league, like, they know him, how nice of a guy he is. Pure, clean soul. And he's, he hates Kyle Bowler. Only guy I've ever heard him say he hates. So there's that. Which adds credibility. So I was like, the last time I saw him last February... I saw him, in, or actually I saw him in September for his, his uh, he got remarried. But anyways, I said, hey, Cliff, I never asked you about that legend of Kyle Bowler. Like, did you ever see such a thing? The 50-yard line, drop to the knees, throw it through the goalpost? He's like, no. He's like, but, he's like, I'll tell you this. There's no way I would doubt that. So basically, Kyle Bowler has a legendary, These some of these guys have legendary arms. So basically, he thinks that the legend, although he didn't see it, it could absolutely be true. I mean, if you're going 50 from the knees, what does that equal standing up? It's a little, little crow hop. Well, and mind you, that's 50-yard line from the knees through the goalpost. 10 yards for the – that's 60 yards then over the goalpost. I mean, that's like a 70-yard throw from the knees. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. There were Jamarcus well, Russell stories similar like that. but um, That's awesome. Yeah, so there's some freaks of nature out there. Um, there definitely is. Yep, yep. And uh, – 
Anyways, I oh gosh, I didn't plan to spend that much time because I, I, I didn't want to take too much of your day. I know you got stuff to do, but it took about 12 minutes. So back to you and the heavy hitters, if you don't mind. Yeah. What is what we got? Like I said, your name's always up in league circles. I heard your name again this morning. I talked to Fat and Overrated. League may, if the league hasn't seen it, there was a big trade yesterday. I liked it. Yep. Slingbox sends Kyler Murray and Kamara to Fat and Overrated, who sends over um, Jahan Dotson and Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Ninth rounder, uh, big value. We we it's it's trade it's keeper trade season, obviously. Um. First of all, before we get to your part of it, let me. T- what do you think about the trade? I like it. I mean, I think I think uh, F and O got his quarterback that he's been spending lots of money on, and uh, filled the running spot well there. So, I think uh, I think it was pretty fair. I think it was fair. I told him I was happy he did it too because it wasn't. He's at four and four. You know, he's and Slingbox is not desperate enough to give up his whole team because sometimes we see really really lopsided trades where. He could have thrown in, who knows, Damian Pierce and Tyree Kill. So I'm glad that it wasn't so lopsided that it hurts the rest of us, yet it was still fair. So I was happy to see it. And uh, now here's what comes to you, Protégé. He said that he's happy he got it done. He feels like he kind of blocked you a little bit because Slingbox said he had a full inbox of offers and top of the list was Protégé. You want to give any insight about your uh, trade activity here? Uh, beforehand, uh, before that trade, I, when I lost all my receivers last week, we, uh, I did reach out to him trying to get, uh, Hill and Kamara. He said that he wanted to, uh, wreck some standings and wanted some non-injured guys to play. So (laughs) it it didn't get too far there, but yeah, definitely reached out. I've had some hits on, on Chase, so just trying to get the best package back I can, but yeah. We tried. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, yeah, it sounds like uh, Fat and Overrated and Slingbox, uh, Fat and Overrated had to bring his offer down a bit. I think he shot a little bit higher, and then him and Slingbox came to an agreement. But, yeah, so you're still, so I assume, uh, it sounds like you're still talking Jamar Chase trades. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking to a guy who's a big mouth, <laughs> got him in trouble on draft day, so you don't have to say too much, but, um Sounds like talks are still ongoing for Jamar Chase. Let's just put it that way, at least. Yeah, we're a couple talks still going. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to pull the trigger. Still kind of waiting for uh, the full injury report to come back out here with uh, how bad it really is. But that bye week kind of helps out. But no, there's definitely some talks going on. And uh, and open to moving him for the right package. Oof. Oof. Yeah, well, you know, Keenan Allen, like I said, I just saw that he's basically re-injured his hamstring. I don't know if you saw that, but he said it's worse than it was a couple weeks ago. So, you know, Jamar Chase, since he's not going to be gone for too long, you're going to have a tough decision to make about if you want him for the stretch or not. This going to be a tough decision. That's uh, definitely what I'm sitting on. See how bad it really is with uh, Debo out, Allen out, and a uh, bunch of bye weeks here. So we're, we're piecing it together. But Bateman going down kind of hurt me a little bit there too. But oh. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're having a great year, and it's not like you've got all the luck on your side either, like we're talking about. Like, you've had plenty of injuries and, like, just shuffling. You're just – when you win a championship, you got to do what you're doing. It's like the waiver wire has to hit. Your trades have to hit. I mean, you're doing what you need to do. I mean, you're, you're weathering the storms. Yeah, talk about that waiver wire. As all I do is, like, sit on my computer and type up reports these days and stare at the waiver wire. And it's <laughs> unbelievable how 
good this league is because there's nothing on there. You can stare at there for days. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing, it seems like, every week. Absolutely. Me and Spen are ready to have the conversation because, you know, when you follow Twitter and all the experts, when they give you their waiver wire, like, guys to get, like, first of all, typically they think they think of most leagues as 12, 12 players. The 10-team leagues are kind of poo-pooed, which I think is just stupid because there's good 10-team leagues. We have that 10-team league, and the wire is pretty much dry. It's... To your point, it's uh, it's we don't mess around with the waiver wire around here. No, not at all. No. So yeah, God, there's something else. Is... Oh yeah, a couple things because I, I won't have to keep you too much longer. But um, do you have for the bad beat series? Do you have a bad beat that comes to mind? Hopefully, heavy hitters related. Any bad beats? Yeah, it was last year actually, back to back weeks when I was trying to to hold on hope. Uh, it started off with F and O. I think it was like week eight, week nine, maybe. Uh, kind of garbage time. I needed Higby to score me like eight points for the win. And he catches the touchdown, and then it gets overturned in the last two minutes of the game. And he did not get a touchdown. I lost by two. Oh. Going to the next week against you, I don't know if you remember this. Oh, but, I remember uh, this. <laughs> I remember uh, this. In the Niners and Rams with Debo, Henderson, and Higby again, needing one point with 11 minutes to go. In a blowout, and uh, none of them played for the last six minutes. I lost to you by one point, I think. That's close. Yep, I was wondering if you'd bring that one up because we were texting, and like you had a, a, a good amount of ground to make up. But for those who don't remember, it was it was the game where I don't want to say it was coming out party because he was hot all year, but it was the apex of Debo. Like he completely took over that game against the Rams. Completely, yeah. and just you were gaining ground so fast. He was going off and off and off, and like you said, like it was looking like you were gonna roll, and then the brakes went on, dude, and the car skidded out, and I held on by a point. That I I, I remember that as a as a, a good win, bad beat for you. There's no doubt. I remember that one. Religion, like <laughs> left in the fourth, and I see at one point, and nobody could ever score a point. I think Higby dropped one, and uh, Debo was out of the game. It was a blowout. I want to say it's like 35, 10, somewhere in there. But, uh, yeah, it was a rough loss. And then after that, I I sold out to uh, to Vinny, and the rest is, is history there. <laughs> the old butterfly but, effect. The, the bad beats turned into the Jamar Chase trade, turned into the all-time hexed <laughs> from Vinny. Yeah. Oh, to present day. Now you got Jamar Chase, and you're shopping him. So there you go. That'd be my bet. So, a couple fun ones, but never fun to go on losing it. Oh, no. That's fun. The next year. Okay, so, hey, let's, uh, before I let you go, because I'm going to, I'm going to, basically, I have Nate, I'm going to call next, and I wanted to keep you two separate because you play each other this week. Six and two versus five and three. I didn't want you jumping over the, the press conference table, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we both got the, uh, the little injury bug there. I mean, he's got it a lot worse right now, kind of waiting for some information, but... Yeah, it'll be, it's definitely a tight little matchup this week. And uh, if he can get Cup, Taylor, and Lazard to play, I'm going to tip my cap to him. I think he's got a little little head start that will give him the win. But if uh, hopefully one of those three don't play and uh, get a little luck rolling here. All right, so you get, so that's the key. So Cup didn't practice today, by the way. I don't know if you caught that. That's new. Hot off the and press. then the information's not sounding too good, it seems like, on Twitter here. Yeah, so he didn't practice, but again, if, if they know he's going to be back and they want to be extra cautious, maybe they're just completely setting him too, so um, 
Yeah, we'll talk to Nate here, but I'm sure he's. I mean, again, both you got. He's five and three. You're six and two. Nate's having another great year. DeAndre Hopkins in your backyard. That that whole six week wait was worth it. He's going off. I want to catch you. Oh, I do still have some juice in him because that catch was unbelievable oh, for the TD. What a catch! That was a great catch. No, that was slick. That was slick. Hey, on there. Hey, do you? Uh, so I know you're a Rams fan. Um, how much of a Rams fan are you? Do you want Cooper Cup to play or not this week? Oh, no chance. <laughs> I'm all about you know, no. I'm I'm good. We're terrible this year. We have no O line. It's it's terrible to watch. I'm okay with Cups skipping a week here. So. Okay, all good. I just want yeah, I just wanted to check. Um, some of our last, you know, hometown fan guys have have been switching over to HHL focus. So I just wanted to double check on your Rams focus. Sounds like it's it definitely want Cup out of there. Yeah, I want him out. <sighs> yeah, big. Great acres away though. I heard we have some some trade talks, and we didn't pull the trigger, so that one kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's a weird situation. I don't know what's going on, but. He could even come back. Sleambox is going to have to hold on to him, I imagine, because he can't get traded. But with them not having a good line and, you know, Malcolm Brown, Ronnie Rivers, Kyron Williams, I mean, they might, if Daryl Henderson, if, if they, they might need to try Akers again for all they know. I, that's just a mess. Who knows what's going to happen? No, it's bad to watch, but I'm okay with Cups sitting out and, and watching a little bit longer here. Yeah, well, you're on fire. You're six wins in a row, six and two. Um, you got, Danny's got 50 plus points on you, which that's not, it, it, it's a lot in one aspect because Danny's a good team, but 50 points, I mean, Hey, it, it can be done. So you might be able to sink in the first place. You keep this up. So, um, Derek Henry didn't practice either. So the points chase if Derek Henry is going to be hurt for, I, that's just hot off the press. It could be absolutely nothing, but, um, yeah, man, you're having a good year. I'm glad to see it. Like I said, same thing with Nate last year. Like, you know, you want to have a good year mixed in there because year after year of just going for keepers is gets a little old. Yeah, I mean, I started off with a ton of luck and then uh, no luck the past few years. And right now it's it's going pretty good. Knock on some wood here. But it's a lot more fun than you win. Absolutely. Hey, how, before we go, what's the update on the Achilles that partially torn Achilles? It's still alive, just walking around. Uh, yeah, just the uh, the good old retired athlete with no athleticism left. Are you in pain? Uh, yeah, I, I can. If I stand or like walk for a while, like it it aches pretty pretty bad. Um, just physical therapy where like they're rubbing out the knot, and they said it's healing normally. But we'll. Uh, We'll see. I don't think I'm going to be running that 40 yard dash anytime soon for the HHL number one pick. So, so you partially tear an Achilles on the treadmill. Walking, by the way. <laughs> That's wild. Like, did you have tightness before you started walking? Like, or was it? It was it absolutely out of the blue. Well, there was some like a little tightness, but nothing abnormal. Oh. And uh, yeah, just bad athlete these days. I'm going to sit in the doing nothing in my life. I guess, but man, that just seems like bad luck. So you partially tear it, and now you're rehabbing it. I, I, last time I talked to you about it, surgery was still an option, maybe. It sounds like we're not doing that for sure. Yeah, we're going to skip that completely. 
there were like talks about it and like a full recovery is like eight percent of what it is and i'm like well i don't really plan to do anything and i don't want to go through a full year of recovery and working at it so we're just taking the uh knock on wood hopefully the safe route and not have to do anything and i'm not like john al davis run miles and marathons so <laughs> we're we're gonna keep it at the physical therapy and uh rub it out a little bit and you said 80 you cut off is it 80 percent you said yeah like surgery on it, it's like it gets back to 80 percent. that's like a really successful surgery and if and what's they, do they have a they put a percentage on rehabbing it like you're doing uh they said it's like you can go until it blows out so we're just gonna keep hoping that i don't try to do anything stupid but I mean, what what percentage does it recover to? If you don't, I mean, eighty percent surgery. Like, is it just going to be like? I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Is like, how how much back to full strength would you be without? If it's eighty percent, you know, ceiling for surgery, what is it without? Without, they said like it can get back to almost like completely normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the luck of the draw. Like it's just like a little spot in there that is known to tear. So it, like if you can get it to get the scar tissue out of there and grow. I guess better muscle in there. It will improve. Like the keys, like getting scar tissue out completely. That's like tearing it and kind of keeping it from being completely healed. Wow, that's. I just this is new because you know I think Achilles tears. I've always heard of them just being full tears. I didn't know you people did partial. So that's interesting that you know you don't do the surgery. And you might get conceivably could could recover better than if you even had surgery. It sounds like in that particular kind of injury. Correct. Mm. It's all good. Mm. All right. Well, and no plans for softball, beer leagues, flag football leagues, rec basketball, long drive. I mean, are you just you're just hanging them up? You're done. Just hanging up, riding horses with Luis to the uh, HHL title here. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I, I had a I, I had a few, I probably had a few more things. We talked about the trade. Uh, we talked about your season. We talked about the Achilles. You talked about Luga. We talked about a lot in these 26 minutes here. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Let me kick it over to you. Do you have anything that's been on your mind, heavy hitters related or otherwise? No, it's just as, as we on league, and uh, I wish I could have got Tyree Kill and Kamara here, but we'll uh, keep digging. So if anybody wants to join in the, the chase race here, seventh round keeper, hit me up. Oh, man. All right. Hey, I'm going to talk to your uh, to your opponent. I'm going to get you out of here so you guys don't go at it, but I'm going to call your opponent and see how he's been doing because last time, I'm trying to remember if we've talked since he seemed so uh, apathetic. Um, I think we might have talked once on, on a pod since then, but I know you're one of the guys, you and FNO and a couple other guys were really concerned about his well-being after that uh, Raiders loss a month ago. That shock factor of the non-NFL watching got me there a little bit non non-fancy so hopefully uh hopefully he can take another loss this week hopefully some injured players and then he can jump band on the bandwagon and uh and like football again but <laughs> well, i'll ask him when i get him on here if his attitude's changed all in the last couple of weeks well i will uh definitely jump on to listen but wish him best of luck next week for me I'll and uh t- <laughs> all right sorry for cutting you off so much our rhythm's not there i haven't had you on the pod a lot so sorry about that but thanks for coming on all right, you take care. All right, see ya.